Welcome to Two-Way Talk here on Public Radio, WEAA 88.9 FM, absolutely the voice of the community. I'm Anthony McCarthy. And I'm Kara Williams. It is an exciting Friday. Friday. Yes. yes. <laughs> so, folks, today we normally have our news roundtable, but we are foregoing the news roundtable today. Earlier this week, we had a show on violence in the city of Baltimore. And we talked about solutions, and we spent two hours, the entire two hours, phone lines were lit up, people calling in, talking about what would help if we would to do it, solutions to the violence. One of the things that was said over and over again by some of the callers is, I had a great mentor, or I am a mentor to a group of young people. So today, from 4 to 5, we are devoting the entire hour to mentorship. Who were your mentors? Who were the men and women who kept you on track, who offered you advice, who gave you great career advice, gave you great advice about your relationships, gave you advice on living? We want you to call in and tell us who your mentors were. Um, Tell us that story. Let's shout them out, call them out, give them credit and tribute to them um, today on Two Way Talk. Kara, now, who was your mentor? I had a couple, Mm -hmm. especially in school, revolving around music. Oh, nice. And and You have, now our listeners may not know, that you have such a beautiful (laughs) voice. Thank you. An amazing voice. Beautiful voice. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had a lot of people in, in my life revolving around and revolving around faith uh-huh. in the church. Um, but one of my main mentors just passed. Oh, my brother was my main oh, nice. mentor mm-hmm. because he was a phenomenal musician, and he did not let you get away with nothing. <laughs> it was like, "Can I do that again?" Mm-hmm. And I could go to him with anything and say, and tell him you, anything. And you can, can you help me with this? Can you now help me learn this? And he would do it. And his one motto was, wherever you go, be the superstar. Oh, I love it. And he, and he made sure, and he was on me. And I, and I just want to tell this quick story. Mm-hmm. I was in a play called Motown and the band had a, um, they had a band, but they didn't have a band director. Mm-hmm. So I said, Keith, can you come? This band cannot get it together. <laughs> for, for whatever reason, they can't get it together. So he came to one of my rehearsals in his Domino Sugar uniform. Oh. He said, I can only stay for an hour. He went up on the stage <coughs> with this band, and he whispered to them, if you start messed up, you're going to end messed up. Mm. Now let's go. And I told my friend sitting there, I said, they're going to do that about six or seven times until they get it right. And sure enough, he started them. And then when they stopped, I knew they were doing something wrong. But by the time he left... They had it together, and he wow. did not have to come back and rehearse with them again. So I would have to say he was a good mentor Now, to let's me. say his full name, because I want people, honestly, on the air, if we say people's names, people capture them. Yeah. People capture them. Keith Joseph Williams. Oh, nice. Yes, he, mm-hmm. he, he was a, a good guy. He was a good mentor to me. Um, and, and he, like, the last thing I'm going to say is, and, and people don't call in. I'm not a racist. I'm none That's of that. Fine. But he used to say, Kara, I had them white boys listening to WEAA down at Domino, whether they liked it or not. 
<laughs> so he was my my mentor and a big fan of mine. Nice. So yeah, nice. Yep. And I had many more, of course. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was well, that's wonderful. And um, he just we just lost him. Yes, I, mm-hmm. October eleventh. So what about you? Um, I had a lot of mentors as well. Kurt Smoke was a dear oh, mentor. Wow. Uh, I left the Afro at his request. Mm -hmm. Um, I was the editor-in-chief of the Afro, and I left the Afro to go to work for Kurt Smoke. Mm -hmm. And it was my first um, job in city government. And he just took the time to teach me about politics in Baltimore Mm -hmm. and the personalities. And um, he was just always uh, an amazing an amazing person. Yeah, that's great. Tony Draper and Jake Oliver at the Afro. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Draper helped me become a great writer. Yeah. I was a good writer, uh, as I pat myself on the back. <laughs> I was a good writer, but she really helped me become a great writer. Mm. And she was a great boss at I the Afro. I need to get in touch with her. Yeah, she's something. <laughs> she's really amazing. And and then I've had wonderful people like Joy Bramble at the Baltimore Times um, and other folks over the course of the 20 years. Mm-hmm. Sheila Dixon was a dear right. friend, offered me great advice, job advice as well as political advice. Um, Stephanie Rollins-Blake, uh, Ka- Catherine Pugh was one of my closest and still remains one of my closest friends. Mm-hmm. Just always um Always comfortable just saying, Anthony, this is what you should do to become the best mm-hmm. that you want to become. Yeah. So I've had a lot of great mentors yeah. in, in journalism and in politics. Okay. Yeah. What about in life, General? In life, I would say um, I've had several friends. Dr. Jamie Washington was one of my co-pastors at Unity Fellowship, and he took a great interest in making sure that um, I was happy, Mm -hmm. that I did things that made me happy because he knew I was obsessed with work. Mm. And he would say, Anthony, take time for you. Anthony, take time to travel. Anthony, take time to fall in love. He was just a great friend and a great mentor. Yeah. I had a few ladies that were um, at Grace City um, Church, uh, one particular, and her name is Sharon. She was excellent. Mm-hmm. She was excellent. She was not afraid to tell you that you were wrong mm-hmm. and wh- why you were wrong and um, pray for you and and just accept you as you are wow. and tell you how you could, you know, make yourself better. Mm-hmm. She was a really, really good mentor. I liked her, too. That's yeah. nice. Yeah, I have a lot of them. It's, it's important, and I think that a lot of the young people in our city who are involved in or making bad decisions, getting involved in crime, mm-hmm. getting involved in gang activity. Yeah. If they had mentors who were really that they trusted, mm-hmm. but were really involved in their life, they would have an extraordinary impact yeah. on them. Yeah. And those young people would dream big dreams. Right. And they would go for those dreams based on their mentors. Right. And a mentor helps you to, um, not forget your dreams. Mm-hmm. Don't give up on them. Don't walk away from them. That's right. And I'm telling you, I've had a few of those in my life. Well, we have a bunch of folks calling in <laughs> over the next hour. Several of them are on the phone right now. Um, <laughs> let's go to Jamila. Jamila, welcome to Two Way Talk. Hello. How are just, you? I'm great. I'm going to say my parents, oh, William and Virginia Ferguson. Oh, nice. Both has been an inspiration and mentor in my life. Mm-hmm. My grandmother, she's deceased, but she leaves the legacy. I'm a Dickie. She mentored the entire neighborhood. She lived oh, to be 96. Nice. Oh, that's nice. And mm-hmm. my pastor, mm-hmm. Pastor Mason, Perkins Square Baptist of Church. Of course. My godmother, 
42-year school teacher, Carolyn Bruce. Mm-hmm. And I also want to talk about um, Mr. William Green from Up Down Program. We just had a reunion mm-hmm. last Sunday, and nice. it was awesome. Oh, that's wonderful. It was awesome. So, and Jamila, had- what kind of effect did all, you named several people, that they had on your life? Okay, first of all, i never forget one day. I was washing dishes, and I was telling my mother, I'm a Morgan State graduate also. Oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I was telling her, I was working for the FBI at the time, I said, oh, I'm going to stop going to school, and I'm going to just um, work. Mm-hmm. And my mother said, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the end of that conversation. Mm, that's we never nice. talked about it anymore. She was like, no, you're going to send school. And <laughs> that was it. Mm-hmm. That's and nice. I always think about it when she said, you always can make money, mm-hmm. but you need to get your education. Mm. And, I said, okay. and there are little nuggets like that, that maybe you would have made that decision, but having a mentor say, hey, you know what? I believe in you mm-hmm. and you're going to get this education. Right. That's yeah. wonderful. Jamila, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. And you all have a great one. And I listen to Morgan every single day. Wonderful. Good. Have Good. a great weekend, Jamila. So one of my dearest friends, Senator Corey McRae, is on the line. Senator Corey McRae, welcome to Two Way Talk. I knew I had to find a reason to have you on this show again. <laughs> How are you, uh, Senator? Me and Karis, always good to hear your voice. Hello. Thank you. So mentorship. I was very curious. Who was a mentor? Because I know you're a mentor to a lot of people, Senator. Who was your mentors? You know what, I think in the moment that we're in, especially with the Senate, when I was in the House of Delegates, mm-hmm. because that wasn't a space that I shared a long time, some of the people that I think about is uh, Joe Haskins. Oh, wow. Um, over at Harbor Bank. One mm-hmm. of the things that I enjoy about doing uh, with Joe is, in reference to just reading, you know I'm an avid reader, yes. but he's equally <laughs> avid reader. Uh-huh. And uh, just incentivizes it, but we always turn through the pages together. What like resonated with you? Then he'll then I'll ask what resonated with him, and just kind of compare notes. Wow! And I, I I have a deep appreciation for that because mm-hmm. like it's something that I enjoy, but also being to bounce things off of, off of folks because I'm a big person of leadership. I'm a big person of history. I'm a big person of uh, just black wealth, um, mm-hmm. and not black wealth like right now, but like in the 30s, the 40s, the 50s when it was just tough for black people to accumulate. Mm. Um, I think about Bill uh, Rogers. Anthony, the challenge with a lot of our folks is is that they are very, very, very extraordinary people and talented. Yeah. But sometimes your talent meets that block wall, and you need that network to open it up. Mm-hmm. When I think about Theo, he's always the person that says, Corey, I'm going to introduce you to this specific person. I think that you'll need them one day. I'm not sure, no. but you'll possibly need to have a conversation with them or they could be helpful. Mm-hmm. So, like, the doors that he opened up, just in reference to relationships with folks that I would not traditionally know, even in the space that I am, because the people that are really like making the move, they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be. That's uh, right. Because that's how they are able to move in that space. Uh, but there are some wonderful people who are doing great work behind the scenes from a philanthropic standpoint, from a business standpoint, from a political standpoint. And sometimes we just don't even know that they're there. But I always say that Theo has been that person mm. uh, to open those doors for me. Um, I'll, I'll go to a third one, and then I'll end with uh, a great friend. Um, the the third one I would say is Tom Perez. You know, a lot of folks 
was like uh, threw an eyebrow up because they didn't even know that I had a relationship with them. Wow. One of the things that I think about is I'm born and raised in a city, mm -hmm. and when you know I'd never been out of the country until about three years ago, and that's one of the challenges is is that our young people just don't have the exposure so which they should. And I say that just even I'll be 39 at the end of this week. But like I went out of the, I went to Switzerland, and this was because uh, a program, American Swiss Foundation, and Tom had recommended me for this. Twenty Americans, wow. twenty Switzerland, under forty, and to be able to see, you know, people drinking water on the streets. Like we can't even drink water in the water fountains in our schools, let yep. alone on the streets. <laughs> you know, looking at how they do apprenticeships. Um, looking at how their energy is different, looking at how they look at education and how everyone can get a bachelor's for free, and people out of the country can get a master's degree uh, for free, looking at their police stations, and not like a traditional police station that we're used to, but like it was almost like an art museum walking into it. So like you can't even envision these types of things until you see things that are different, mm -hmm. and, and then you can kind of move in that direction. I'm in this Rodell Fellowship, uh, and, and this is where they take about 25 Republicans and Democrats from across the country and put them in a room for three years. Um, and I'm, I'm in my third year, but I'm in, inside that class, Anthony. It's like people like Michelle Wu. She, she just won the Boston primary. Boston. That's right. Up there. Up there. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, Sarah Gideon, she ran for United States Senate in Maine. And, and uh, Seth Magaziner, he's running for governor in Rhode Island. I can go with Michael Tubbs from Stockton. Um, he was the mayor of Stockton. But all these folks are in the class. And it, have you ever felt like you were a great student and you knew that like this was a space that I belonged in because they wow. sharpened the knife and like mm -hmm. I wasn't saying it because they were saying it but I was actually thinking it and I was like I'm, I barely meet people that can move as quick as I can in that space and I knew I met my moment at that time wow. especially in, in these three years that's that nice experience so all I have to say is like these are just people that are mentors I kind of lean on them Mm -hmm. But my last one I would say is you, Anthony McCarthy. I think about when Corey McRae was a 20-something-year, early 20-something-year-old, scared to speak to folks, didn't have that voice, but you were one of the people that gave me that opportunity to be able to join you on radio and being able to open up doors. So I just say thank you uh, wow. for that piece and, and just really, really uh, just embraced by your friendship, but most importantly, your mentorship. Corey McRae, I knew the moment I met you, there was something uniquely special about you. And you listened. I remember watching you at one of your union meetings, and someone was just monopolizing your time. And you listened so carefully to what they were saying. And I remember thinking he should just blow them off. And you just sat there, and you patiently listened to every word. And I said that this young man is going to go far. And um, you're, you're a state senator now. I can't wait till you are a United States senator. I can't wait till you are president of the United <laughs> States. You are a uniquely amazing person. So, I appreciate you, my friend, and thank you for this Thank you. Thank you, Corey McRae. Yes, sir. Corey McRae is a state senator here in Maryland. He is a dear friend, mm -hmm. a very dear friend. Michelle Greer is on the line. She is an attorney. 
She is uh, she's beautiful enough to be a model. And please don't call me sexist or write in or call in. She is just extraordinary. A lot of people are trying to get her to run for state's attorney in Baltimore County. I'm not sure if she's made that determination. But when I think of mentors, I called her and I said, we're talking mentors today. I want you to call in and tell us. And I didn't ask her who I didn't ask her any of that. But I said, I want you to tell us who your mentors were. And she gladly agreed. And she is on the line. Michelle Greer, attorney Esquire. Welcome to Two Way Talk. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Hi. Tara. Hi, how are you? How are you? Today? We are blessed. Very well, thank you. Well, thank you for doing this topic today. This is incredible. So so, you know, Anthony, I I almost feel like I need to just give some shout outs okay. first. So I'm going to give some to, to many of my mentors because we hear a lot about the, the violence in Baltimore City. But the truth of the matter is, is that there is a whole African-American community with arms open wide, okay? And I have been the recipient, the beneficiary of that love and support from the time I was in high school. I mean, literally, from high school. I mean, I know you remember when Elijah Cummings oh, yeah. was, you know, practicing law. Mm-hmm. He was one of the first people to give me an opportunity, a job as a paralegal. Wow. Um, judge, the late Judge John uh, Hargrove, when I was 17 years old. So I, I have to tell this story to bring it in connection with um, the subject matter at hand. Mm-hmm. Many don't know that, that I aspired to be an attorney from the time I was seven years old. Wow. So I always knew that I wanted to be an attorney, but I also wanted to be a mom. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't plan on, on doing it, you know, in, in the order that I did. So I ended up becoming a mom at a very you know, young age. I was 21 years old. And so I decided to become a paralegal as kind of a segue into becoming an attorney. Mm-hmm. And it was a very challenging time for me as a young mom. And it also was a very um, frightening time. You know, I was, I was very um, discouraged, not really knowing if I could still pursue my um, law degree. Mm. And I remember at 17 years old, knocking on the door of, of Judge Hargrove, he had no idea who I was, and I just knocked on his door literally after calling and making an appointment, and I said, listen, I need a mentor. Oh. You know, I need some guidance. Mm. You know, and, and he took the time to talk to me and to let me know that your dreams don't stop here. Mm-hmm. Okay, wow. and, and, and literally from, from that point on, I met Elijah, I'm Craig Thompson, Dwight Pettit, Billy Murphy. I'm just giving shout-outs. Mm-hmm. Professor Jose Anderson, um, Judge Bell. I remember when I started law school, when I went to see Judge, Judge Bell, and Judge Bell told me, don't be afraid to create ripples in this profession. Mm. That has stuck with me. You, my friend, were the first who gave me an opportunity. Remember we did talk show talk together? Talk show, yes, I remember. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you were incredible. That was years ago. You and your years beautiful ago. son. Um, you inspired so many of my listeners. Yes, absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, what I want to say before I give my final tribute is to to all of the 
the, the young people and, and adults um, who are listening who have not yet experienced the power of having a mentor mm. or of becoming a mentor yourself. Yeah. Please don't wait to find one. Mm. There's one waiting for you. Someone is waiting. It's been my experience that all I had to do was ask. Yes. That's all I had to do was knock on the door, mm. pick up the phone, and there was always one waiting. Ready to say yes. Waiting to say yes. Mm. And now I'm going to give my final tribute to one that was in my life from 1997 until this past August. His name is Robert E. Donadio. He was an attorney that I worked for as a paralegal mm-hmm. out in Timonium. I knew nothing about family law. He taught me everything that he knew about family law. Mm. And he knew of my dreams of becoming an attorney. And by that time, I was married and I had two children. Uh-huh. And during the course of that time, I, I went through the tragedy of losing my husband. And so I became a young widow uh-huh. at the age of 32. And I went back to school when my husband passed, three months after my husband passed. Mm-hmm. And I was going through an incredible lawsuit at that time as well. It was Mr. Donadio that helped take on that case. It was Mr. Donadio that gave me the support that I needed to push through to go back to school. Mm-hmm. He helped me. When I tell you he helped me study for exams, <laughs> you know what I mean? I was able to bring my kids to work with me. Just, I mean, there were so many things that this man did that made it possible for me to keep pushing. He was like a father to me. And ultimately... When it came time for me to hang my shingle, mm. he opened the door that used to be an office that I worked as a paralegal. He opened that door for me to practice law myself. His office became my office. Mm. And so today I pay homage to all of the Robert E. Donatios, all of the John Hargroves, the Anthony McCarthy's, all of them walking the face of the planet and who are now ancestors. Mm. Continue to bless us. I love you. Michelle Greer, I love you. Thank you for sharing that story. And you are a powerful mentor to a lot of people. A lot of people are going in the right direction, which is their direction, because they're friends with you. You are a great mentor. Well, it's my honor. Thank Mm. you so much. Thank you, Tara. I hope to meet you soon. Sir, thank you. Hope to meet (laughs) you as well. God bless. Good night. So, folks, Kara and I, when, when we have a feeling about something, we go with it. And this week was a very important week because we talked about violence with Police Commissioner um, Harrison. We talked about um, to um, Keith. I can never remember. Major Major Neil Franklin. Franklin. Neil Franklin. We talked to a lot of people. But one of the things that stuck with me were people who said, I had a mentor or I am a mentor. And that's very important. Not only that we have mentors, that we become mentors. You'd be a great mentor to a a bunch of folks. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Because you speak speak truth, (laughs) and you're very comfortable speaking truth, um, and you have big dreams. Yeah. And I love people who dare to dream. Yes, I do. We need to take a very quick break. Marshall Bell is on the line. Dana Moore, China Terrell, Jeff from Pasadena. A bunch of folks are coming up next right after this break. You're listening to Two Way Talk.
Welcome back to WEAA here on 88.9 FM. Absolutely the voice of the community. I'm Carol Williams. And I'm Anthony McCarthy. Yeah, we're talking about mentorships today. And I was just telling Anthony that, you know, a mentor is anybody that plants something in you that makes your life better, Mm -hmm. you know. And, and somebody that helps you reach for your great dreams or doesn't knock your dreams down. It doesn't necessarily have to be a basketball player or somebody famous. And so I've had a lot of them in my mm-hmm. life. So I haven't had a lot of mentors, but I've had a lot of great people who seem to be invested right. in me. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is uh, about this show that I hope people take from these great stories, these emotional stories, people mm-hmm. say, that men and women really took the time with them is that these are the things that we have to do for the next generation. Yeah. Um, a wonderful young man was my um, Uber driver the other day, but I knew him from his work at City Hall and a lot of other places, and he picked me up in the Uber, and we were talking, and he said, Anthony, one thing I've always wanted to say to you, whatever you do, reach behind you and give the next generation mm-hmm. a leg up. Yeah. He said, you've had a show. You've been the uh, chief of staff to this one. You've been the chief spokesperson for the city of Baltimore. He said, please pass that on mm-hmm. to someone. Yeah. And I sat there and it dawned on me. I said, you know, he's right. Yeah. You, the, It does not take a huge amount of time to invest in a young person. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't. And just listen to their dreams. And when you get the opportunity, help them. Right. It's, right. it's so important to help them. Uh, we have some bunch of folks on the line. I can't wait to hear from them. But we're going to go to one of our listeners, Jeff from Pasadena first. Jeff, always great to hear from you. Good afternoon, Anthony. Good afternoon, Kara. Hi, Jeff. Hey, I'm going to be real quick, and I'm not calling in to talk about the topic. Uh, I just wanted to holler at your earlier caller, Jamela. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I know her. Uh, I haven't seen her in three or four years. Uh, she was running a bar over there. I guess I won't. I don't know if I should give out the name of it, but no, it's right, right near the West Side Shopping Center, uh-huh. just a little ways up from there, Frederick Road. I used to stop in one or two nights a week after work. Uh, I was working at the airport. I'd go over there and then back home to Glen Burnie. It was a really nice little place. Uh-huh. Uh, I just wanted to call in and holler at her. I haven't seen her in three or four years. When I would go in the place, I was always the only white person, but it was a really nice, like a neighborhood-type bar, really nice place to go into, relax, have a beer or two after work. I haven't been over there in probably three or four years. I'm, I'm at my mom's house in, in Pasadena now, seven days a week, taking care of her. Mm. I, even, I even quit working to, to do that, to take care yes, of her. Yes, so, but I, I don't know if she's still listening or not. I just wanted to call in and holler at her. Uh, appreciate you. Thank you so much, Jeff. I was going to ask Jeff, so while we had him on the phone, who was one of his mentors? Is he gone? He's gone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he called in to um, yeah, praise to Jamila. Ch- 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 not Jamila. talk about mentors. <laughs> and we met All Jeff right, first. Jeff. We met him first. He called in saying he was looking for a black woman. A black woman. Yeah, I remember mm-hmm. our dating show. Uh, yes. Anyway. <laughs> Dana Moore is Dana Peterson Moore. She has an incredible father, so I, I'd like to slip that name in there as well. Dana Peterson Moore, welcome <laughs> to Two Way Talk. Thank you, thank you. Welcome, uh, thank you for inviting me to to call in. Um, I, I am enjoying listening to you all. This oh, is a great thank you. Conversation. Thank you. So I know several people who say that you are a dear mentor to them. I was very curious, who was a mentor to Dana Moore? Hmm. Um, mentor. So 
I thought about that. And um, so there's a guy who, who's no longer with us. His name is Ken Mundy. Mm. And ironically, he was the attorney to a series of Washington, D.C. mayors. He was the mayor for uh, Marion Barry, and he was really colorful. He did a lot of <laughs> a criminal, de- yeah, very colorful, mm-hmm. uh, criminal defense cases. And when I was in high school, he, uh, through Family Connections, got the word that I was interested in being a lawyer. Wow. And he hired me to work in his office. And I basically was a paralegal. Mm-hmm. I took, this is way back when, so I took the stamp machine to the post office to get <laughs> postage added. His daily routine was to get a shrimp cocktail and some kind of adult beverage, and I was the one that would go over to the restaurant and get it. And pick it up. And in between, you pick it up, pick it up. But in between, uh, I could sit and listen to him in his meetings and his conversations, his depositions. He took me to trial with him. Mm. Uh, And this was just learning at the knee of the master, Mm. learning at the knee of the master. And he was, he probably was my first real mentor in law. Um, I always admired Ben O. Davis, General Ben O. Davis, mm-hmm. and uh, this just just an elegant, elegant uh, black man who withstood uh, so much uh, um, discrimination, but but succeeded nonetheless. And then I, my my, oh God, I, I hope he's not listening. Maybe it's okay if he is, and maybe he'll be embarrassed. <laughs> Uh, but I've always considered uh, James de Graffenwright as, oh. as my mentor. Wow. I, I yeah, I I don't even remember how I met him, but um, I love the way he thinks. He gives the best advice. There are very few moves that I make that are that big business uh, or or professional moves uh, that I that I make without you know getting a check in with Jim and some advice and guidance. And he is. To me, he's a, I think he's the chair of the board of the Walters Art Museum uh-huh. now, and he's a real uh, he he and his wife Michelle Farmer are, are just have contributed so much to Baltimore. But I feel fortunate <laughs> <laughs> that I get to claim him as oh, my nice. mentor, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, I can send James a note at uh, you know, yeah. 10 o'clock at night, and he responds by 10.15. Oh, nice. It's great, yeah. And the interesting thing about all of those folks is I think they would be very proud that you consider them mentors Um, because you have done done some incredible, incredible things. Our first female city solicitor, uh, our chief equity officer for the city of Baltimore. I consider you one of my mentors. Aww. Yeah, and so... (laughs) Whenever I have needed advice, whenever I've felt lost, I've called you, and you're just always very honest, very frank. Um, And then the thing I love about you, Dana, is that you point out all the good things that I have done before that I may have forgotten or I may have been in – what's the word? Not insecure, but I've been – I've just been kind of um, uh, weak at really patting myself on the back. And you have just done it for me. So thank you so very much. You're very welcome. I'll always do that. I think that you are one of the great voices for Baltimore. And you, you've done some amazing, amazing things. And I, I admire you. Um, I'm, I'm glad to call you friends. <laughs> Definitely. 
And now I'm going to call you one of my mentees. Oh, okay? nice. <laughs> Thank you you so much for sharing. Thank you, Dana Peterson Moore. Thank you. She is the chief equity officer for the city of Baltimore. Mm -hmm. And as I said, she was formerly the first female city solicitor for the city of Baltimore. She's dynamic. She's just dynamic. Marshall Bell calling from right here in Baltimore. Just one of the smartest (laughs) political consultants, one of the smartest um, business people, one of the smartest advocates I know. He... um, (laughs) And when I texted him earlier and said, we're doing a show about mentors. And I said, who was your mentor? And his answer touched my heart. Um, yes. And so welcome yes. to the program, Marshall Bell. Thank you for calling me and asking me to come on. Every man. I, I feel like um, well, it's like a, like a uh, entertainer who comes on after all these great people. <laughs> like Dana and Michelle and... And Senator Craig, some really outstanding folks that I really have a lot of respect for. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I really I appreciate um, you asking me. The person that I mentioned, you know, when I thought about it, you know, I thought about two two people, uh-huh. um, and it's 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 in house, and, and it's really when I think about it, it's really a blessing that they were so close to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, like I like I told you, was is my dad, Dr. Yeah. Lawrence Bell. Um, my dad, who passed uh, uh, three years ago, um, he. As I would hope most folks would have somebody, a parent, you know, a yeah, mother or father, definitely. who would be their role model, their hero, you know, their their mentor. My, my dad, let me tell you about my dad. My dad was the kind of guy where if you came to his office on any given day, there'd be somebody in the back office who was coming to talk to him, to, to get advice. And I had him, you know, he's my dad, so I had him all the time, and I, and I really... I'm really very thankful for that. My dad was, um, he did a lot of things by action, not by, 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 by words, you know? Mm. And, and we really need to understand that a lot of times we need to understand that younger people are looking at us, yep. you know? They really and are. How we, and how we conduct and carry ourselves as men and women of honor, of, of dignity, of respect, you know, uh, is, is important. Um, they might not ever ask you a question, but they're watching you. And mm. I think that is something that we need to always remember. Um, my dad was a, was a great man, but I also have to mention somebody else, and that is my brother. Oh, Lawrence um, Bell. My brother, Lawrence Bell. My brother and I, you know, we're brothers, you know, so mm-hmm. we had that whole dynamic going on, but he's also a little older than me, and we've been very close through the years, and he's definitely somebody that I've always um, bounced things off of, and, and I appreciate his advice. Wow. And I appreciate his perspective, because I know he's seen things, and... You know, I tell you, I'm so thankful that I grew up in that household, uh-huh. and I'll keep it brief, but, you know, my dad and my brother, my household, we were very, um, they taught me lessons about how to be a man, right? <sighs> and, but more specifically, how to be a black man, right? Mm. And, and, a, and a tough world, right? And that how we conduct ourselves, how we, how we lead our lives is important. And most importantly, though, that we have a duty, and you, you and, and Michelle both touched on this, we have a duty to give back. That none of us got here on our own. And, and, and I'll tell you, Anthony, one of the best things that feelings I have is with somebody young, um, either maybe somebody running for office or somebody needs some business advice, gives me a call, and they say, can I have lunch with you? Wow. And you know what I say? Absolutely. Yes. You know, I love that feeling. And I hope that the listeners will understand and will appreciate that we as older folks who have done some things, who have maybe made some mistakes, right? Uh-huh. Yep but we've learned some lessons. We have a duty, right, to, to like you said before, reach back and touch somebody else. And, and look, but, and let me say this also. Everybody's going to make their own decisions and choices, right? Mm-hmm. We can't expect that young people are going to not make mistakes, even after we share with them the wisdom, right? 
here's the here's the key, right? Once you drop that pearl of wisdom on them, it's theirs. It's and theirs. It will mm-hmm. always it will always be with them. I made mistakes, right, throughout life, mm-hmm. but I always knew a better way because somebody told me a better way. And, and I'm very thankful for that. So, so I'm going to share with you and our listeners something I've never told anybody. Mm. But I ran for the House of Delegates maybe about 15 years ago. Maybe It may have been even more than that. Mm. And we were, everyone just thought we were going to win because I was working at City Hall. I had all these, um, but we could not, we couldn't get the money. Right, right, and right. I was in my campaign headquarters and this gentleman walked in. I'm trying not to get emotional. Mm. And it was your dad. Really? Oh, wow. And wow. he he handed me an envelope. Huh. I got to be careful about what I say. But he <laughs> said, look, he said, you would be a great member of the legislature. Wow. Wow. And I will never forget that. He said, look, don't. You don't have to tell anybody I did this. You don't have to. Mm. He said, I did this because I've been watching you. And then oh. there was a time when I was going through a very tough period financially. Mm. And I, I broke a tooth. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. your father became my dentist. And he yeah. said, whenever you need to have a dentist, you call me. Wow. He was an amazing, he did things. He didn't Anthony, talk about it. He did right. things. Hey, let me tell you something. I've never heard that story. Until you nope, told I, I, I've told no but one. guess what? But guess what? You know how often people come up to me and tell me stories about my father? Yep. All the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you know my dad? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I needed, you know, or I came back there to get some advice, and he spent an hour with me in between patients. You know, my father was a remarkable man. He and, uh, really was. And, a lot of lives. Right? And he, he, he gave us two remarkable sons, Lawrence Bell oh, and Marshall Bell. Thank great, you, brother. Appreciate great, you, great man. people. Thank you, Marshall. Thank you for hey, being with brother. us. So, Kara, the other thing, we have another guest. I can't wait to bring her on. But listen, have you ever turned to a mentor when you've had to make big decisions in your life, uh, big job decisions, big relationship decisions, big decisions, and they've given you great advice? And that mentor makes such a difference in what you do, the decisions you make about your life. It is very key. The reason we're doing this show is because I hope someone says, you know what, I'm going to become a mentor. I'm going to reach out to this young man in our church or this young woman in our choir or this young person that lives next door to me, and I'm going to help them achieve their their dreams. Mm -hmm. Mentorship is not, uh, people see it as a big struggle or a big um, burden, but it's really easy. Yeah. All you have to do is be honest and support somebody. It's just about giving somebody good, solid advice. Mm-hmm. You know, my sister-in-law, um, her name's Patty. When I was talking to her about when I retired from the police department, I wanted to move to Savannah. Uh-huh. And I said, well, I don't want to leave my mom. I don't even leave my brother. And she was like, why? <laughs> she said, just go. This is your life. You know, if you, it's not like you can't come back. That's right. You know, so just go ahead and, and explore and do mm-hmm. it. So, yes, I have. I've mm. had because I was really up in arms about leaving, which I, I evidently didn't leave. But I'm, I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. you know, and she was just one of the people that were one of the people that said, go, just go ahead and go. And you and I talk all the time about our dreams, about what we want to do. And I love having you as a co-host. Um, but I told you today. <laughs> 
Don't let the co-host of this show keep you mm-hmm. from getting those dreams. Right. Because you are exceptionally talented. Thank you. And somebody somewhere <laughs> would love to have Kara Williams as their star. Yeah, thank as you. As their star. Thank you. So now our next guest is an incredible, and if you can look up, Google her name, China Terrell. She is an um, she is the future of our city. And when I was thinking of mentors, she's the kind of strong, dynamic woman that other women would look to as a mentor, um, that other that men would look to as a mentor, because she has success written all over her. And she joins us now. China Terrell, welcome to Two Way Talk. Thank you so incredibly much, Anthony, and thank you to Miss Williams. Just thank you so much for those gracious words. You know, I can only just say thank the Lord Mm, (laughs) is all that I can say. Mm -hmm. So I just really, really appreciate you. So when I look at you, you're successful in business, about to be successful in public service and politics. Uh, I wonder, who were the mentors that mentored China Terrell? So I have... So many. I have to, you know, <laughs> tell you that every single, you know, I don't, I am not always successful at this, but <laughs> I try to have a teachable spirit. And so any person that I meet, I'm assuming that that person can be a mentor to me. And, mm-hmm. um, and so I try to engage in that way. And so as a result, I have so many mentors, but there are a couple people who I feel are somewhat unsung. And so I wanted to use this opportunity oh, wonderful. to say thank you to them. And so uh, Reverend Dr. Gary Rodwell, he's the head of the Coppin Heights uh, Community Development Corporation. Oh, yeah. Um, and he, it, you know, he's married, of course, to um, uh, Verna Rodwell, mm-hmm. who also is just an incredible person and has been um, amazing, speaking to my life as well. But I just really wanted to thank him. And there are, you know, uh, with regard to this topic of mentorship, I had to stop him and say, well, what even is a mentor? (laughs) Because I know I have them, but what makes them a mentor? You know, it it created a moment of reflection for me. Uh And so I can tell you that the reason that uh, Reverend Dr. Gary Rodwell has been so impactful for me is that, number one, he leads with his values. So just to what you and uh, Mr. Bell were saying earlier in terms of kind of living that life, uh-huh. he leads with his values first. And I can just, I don't even have to ask him anything. I can just watch him and know what to do. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the second reason is that um, he uh, is willing to say the hard thing. You know, That's not every tough. mentor That's is tough. a rah-rah, cheer-cheer, you know, go, go, go. You know, if I'm out of place, he's willing to say, China, <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> like, why don't we look at this this way? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so I love people who can say the tough thing and who can shoot straight from the hip with it. And uh, and Dr. Rodwell, he can just kind of cut to the chase in that way. And I, I so value that, you know? That's nice. Mm-hmm. That's nice. And then the other piece of it is that um, he's also, as a mentor, willing to be vulnerable, right? So he's willing to say here are the things that I did that I don't think worked out wow. or that here are the tough things that I've been through and I wasn't sure how I would get through them, but here's how I pressed through to the victory in the end uh-huh. or to not the victory in the end and here's what I learned from it, right? And so and so that uh, ability to just be open and transparent because not everything in life is a success. You know, the great thing about life is that it's a journey and, and not everything is supposed to be successful 
successful, quite frankly. And so, uh, and so just having someone be, being willing to be that open is absolutely incredible. And of course, you know, I love that he speaks from a spiritual place because I'm a big That's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not every mentor that I have is a spiritual person. I can, you know, receive from many people, but, but I definitely appreciate that Reverend Dr. Uh, uh, Rodwell is, is, you know, he's also a minister. And so I know that when he's speaking to my life, it, it's coming from uh, a, a faith position. And so I, I so appreciate that, you know? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. the interesting thing uh, when I thought of you today was that I know that there are future generations of our city. There are young ladies, little girls right now, young boys right now who will when ask that question. They're going to turn to China Terrell and they're going to say, well, China Terrell was my mentor. And I don't want to put amazing. I don't want to put a great deal of pressure on you. But what <laughs> I what I want to do is, is to tell you that you live your life. You operate every day, China Terrell, um, in such a way that it's easy to love and admire you. So oh, I, I wish you so much luck. Much. And, uh, All I can say is thank the Lord. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I do not feel that every day. Of course. I certainly have made a ton of mistakes, but I am just truly grateful for that. And I have to say that it is, uh, you know, there's uh, a, a deeper spiritual thing happening here, and I'm just really grateful to God even for that opportunity, you know? I, I bet you Dr. Rodwell is very honored to be called your mentor. <laughs> I need to tell him. I hope there's a way to, I know that there is a way to go back and to have uh, him and then uh, and, uh, and Ms. Ron Rodwell listen to the, uh-huh. to the show so that they can hear. And I just also want to say thank you to Amy Bonnets Palmer because she's another person who's just been uh, incredibly impactful. She's quiet. She flies under the radar. Um, but, man, she's a powerhouse. And so she's just another person as well in the city whom I, you oh, know, try wonderful. to watch you know, and emulate as well. And, and just these mentors, you know, they come in all hues, all colors, all, all colors, ages, everything. right? Yeah, yeah. Everything. And I feel like it's our, it's our calling, really, you know, um, iron sharpens iron, and we're all supposed to sharpen one another. So in truth, you know, we can all be mentors one to another, you know? Definitely. Mm-hmm. China and Terrell, so thank you so that. much for sharing your words with us. Uh, thank you for sharing your story about your mentor, and thank you for thank being you. a great mentor to many people. Thank oh, you. Oh, thank you so much. And thank you, Anthony, for being such an incredible mentor to me. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Folks, we only have a couple of minutes left. So if you'd like to call in 410-319-8888 and tell us who your mentors were, mm-hmm. we'd love to hear it in the next four minutes um, to share their story, call their names out, and honor and pay tribute yeah. to them. And I hope that people who are listening, if you're a mom or a dad, you will seek out mentors for your children. children. And yes, not only do. that, but you could be a great mentor to your children. Um, And I'm telling you, if someone ever calls me, emails me, texts me, and it happens all the time, Anthony, I need a mentor. I want to go into journalism. I want to go into politics. Will you mentor me? I will never say no. Yeah. I just won't say no because it's an honor to be thought of that way, and it's an honor to have the opportunity to make a difference in someone's life. Yeah, I agree. It really, really is. And there's a lot of things that mentors— I keep harping on this. There's a lot of things that normal people like me, well, you're not a normal person, but <laughs> but normal people like me can do in a child's life oh, that, yeah. you know, it, it it's it's not to me. It's just not about 
um, flashing it on the TV or something like that. It's it's really just about hitting home with that uh-huh. kid and making that kid feel comfortable enough to um, dream what he wants to dream and be comfortable. It's so significant. And, 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 and it's not just um, heterosexual kids. I, no, I want to say right. that too. You know, it's a lot of um, transgender kids and, and gay men and gay uh, girls out here of underage that are not of adult age yet that need mentors because they, they are are mistreated. Yeah, they're they're mistreated. They're misunderstood. Mm-hmm. You know. So I mean, like like she said, everybody could lend a hand in being a mentor. And it's so important. I have um, Carl Stokes. I talk about him all the time on this show um, because he he imparts such wisdom to me every time I talk to him. He just says, Anthony, have you thought of this? Or Anthony, um, you should do this. Or mm-hmm. Anthony, you can do this. Right. And then uh, I mentioned Sheila Dixon earlier. We have we went through such a difficult time in our friendship. Mm-hmm. And I had to leave her office uh, when she was mayor. And I thought I had lost her friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just made us stronger. Right. And I am so blessed to have her in my life. She, she when I say... I, I want to do this or that. She has been strong enough and honest enough to say, um, that's not for you. <laughs> right, right. And right. Um, that's important. Yeah. That's very important. important. It is. And, I agree. Uh, and, and, and honestly, um, I've been blessed. I came to Baltimore. People love to remind you that you're not from Baltimore. <laughs> but I am telling you, this city has opened its arms to me mm-hmm. and has loved me unconditionally. That's good. And that's why people say, oh, well, Anthony, go, come home to Virginia or you should go somewhere else. I will never leave Baltimore. Okay. I love this city. And I don't want to die anytime soon. Right. But I will leave this earth being a Baltimore resident. Okay. <laughs> So, you know, folks, if there is anyone that asks you to be a mentor, I hope that you will search your heart and your soul and you will find the strength to say yes. Our children need us to be examples. And even if you don't know it, you're probably a mentor to someone already Mm -hmm. who is watching you, listening to you, and wants to be just like you. You're listening to Two-Way Talk. We're going to get our MTA report from Amy, uh, and then we'll be back after this break. Hey, thanks a lot. Good evening, folks. On Light Redding, folks. On Light Redding, folks. On Light 